Welcome back to the Ancient Health Podcast, where we educate you on real health solutions that will help transform the way you live, feel, and overcome disease naturally. I'm your host, Courtney Versage, along with Dr. Josh Axe and Dr. Chris Motley. We're so happy you've joined us. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey friends, Dr. Motley here with the Health Institute, and thank you for joining me on this podcast, where today we're going to talk about oral hygiene and its relationship to traditional Chinese medicine. We're going to talk about the, uh, the mouth, the teeth, and the gums, and how infections and how the strength of the gums can affect the strength of the whole body. Um, in Chinese medicine and in many health practices, they say that health starts with the mouth. It starts with what you eat. It starts with the oral cleanliness because this is the first area that bacteria usually can affect you, that along with the lungs. So when we talk about traditional Chinese medicine, we're talking about what goes on in the teeth, what goes on in the gums, because it's a very important subject. The reason being is I have stories lined up. I like to give examples. I've had times when patients come into the office and they'll have a chronic infection or a chronic disease. And from my uh, examination and from lab testing and eventually doing kinesiology testing, along with biological dentist, finding out uh, certain scans like certain CT scans, certain CAT scans, oral scans, I have found different infections that have been hiding within the gum cavity, and those infections can give off endotoxins. So many times if patients come in and they have problems where they cannot get them resolved, if I found that uh, there is a missing link, I then eventually go into and really check the gum line and find out the oral history of the patient. So I've, for example, I had a patient that had issues with hearing and had problems with copper levels. And their copper levels would not go down. And the copper levels can directly affect estrogen levels. All that to say was that when we did all of these tests and did some work with with supplement nutrition, it would minutely get some of the copper to alleviate uh, on the lab test and and the hair analysis. But the patient had an old baby tooth, and the baby tooth had had a filling in it. And that filling had been there for a long time. And so there was some mercury in that area. And she did not want to remove the, uh, the, the tooth. But we started doing a lot more deep testing. And she went to a biological dentist and they found out that the tooth was still viable and active. But they found out that through scanning and checking out the electrical conductivity of the actual tooth, because bone's very electrically active. Uh, I hope that makes sense. Your bones conduct a lot of electrical signals. They found that the tooth was not dead, but it was very low in electrical conductivity. So they recommend that she get it pulled, but she didn't want to do that. All, after a few years, um, she finally uh, talked with her husband and her doctor, and they got it removed. And sure enough, her copper level started to drop. Her issues with the metallic taste in her mouth went away. And even her infection signals of parasites and yeast, which we worked on so many, was dropping because she got that, in, that tooth out of her mouth. There are many examples. I had a patient that had come in and um, she had had chronic issues in her throat. She had had, from what I'd seen, suspected activity of certain viruses, such as Epstein-Barr virus and herpes simplex virus and old strep, quite a bit of strep because she had mono when she was younger. And so she had these indications within her body and from testing and lab testing, found out there was high Epstein-Barr virus and there was strep in her past. And she'd had parasite testing because she traveled overseas. Now, when we cleaned up, I mean, for maybe a year and a half to two, we cleaned up so many things, but she still had problems with her throat. 
with her esophagus. She'd still get scratchy throat. She'd at times would not be able to swallow her food because her esophagus felt like it was going to close in and constrict. So she was afraid to eat and she was losing weight. Now, when we did further testing, I found out, okay, let's get the HSV, herpes simplex virus, and the Epstein-Barr virus checked. And it showed up. We started on homeopathics. But underneath it, I was starting to get indications there was mold and there was yeast. And it kept showing up as a co-infection of these. And I was like, how in the world? I don't know why this is happening, but it's happening. And I was like, why is it sticking around? So she said, Doc, do you think I should go um, and get um, some testing done for my teeth and see if there are any viewings done? I was like, I would. I'd go to a biological dentist and go see if there's any way possible where they could get a, um, a test done around the gums. And sure enough, they did scans and they came back and said that the areas above the gums, she had pristine teeth, she still does, they're beautiful teeth. And the gums up above the, the roots, there was pe- compacted yeast. And there was quite a bit of yeast. And the yeast give off aldehydes. So many of you out there, if you had like tooth problems, like a specific tooth or a specific area of the gums that keep on giving you issues, those could be hidden infections around the gum line or up in the root. So I found all these areas above the, the roots that had all this yeast, and it was slowly leaking the endotoxins not only into her oral cavity, but up into the blood supply. See, the teeth don't have tons of blood supply along the jawline. There's only a few arteries that travel along here to keep the area uh, inundated with blood. But it's a double whammy because if infections get into that area, it's hard for the immune system to go in there and clean it all out because there's such a low blood supply. There, if you think about like traffic, if you have highways, if you have a small amount of highways and you have, you know, the bad guys are running around, you have to get the cops there. You'll do your best to get as many of the immune cells within that area. But what if you have a traffic jam and you can't get all the immune cells there? That means there's low level supply of immune function. So people start to build up these infections in the teeth, they don't even know it, and it's underneath the gum line, it's invisible. And the invisibility portion of it is when that, those toxins spill into the bloodstream eventually, they spread. They spread up into the sinuses, they can spread up into the eustachian tubes, like the tube that goes to the ear, up here into the sinus. They can spread all the way up into the sinus cavity, up into the frontals and in the temporals. So you'll start to see that these infections start to go rampant. And the rampant part of it, you'll see that um, they start to give the symptoms of like uh, even sinuses or red rashes around the, this area, temporal headaches, frontal headaches, uh, runny nose that are consistent, um, and even coughing, sore throats, congested sore throats, constriction of the esophagus like my patient had. So let's go back. When we found out that she'd had the sinuses, I mean the sinuses were uh, and the uh, cavities around there were getting infected by the yeast, we started using some homeopathics to help with the candida and also different types of probiotics. When we really started to flush the viruses out, and we started using a couple of herbs to help with the candida, we started to notice that her, her breathing and her throat eased up, where she could actually eat, and things were lighting up really, lightening up really well. And so, just from that, you can see that we weren't necessarily missing something, but in its own self, we were not able to identify it because our point of view was really strictly like on the rest of the body. We were looking at things, everything peripheral, and I was reminded about the neurological tooth um, connection, and that's in uh, kinesiology and in Chinese medicine, that it all starts with the mouth and the lungs. And when I started to investigate this even further, I was really amazed about how each tooth is neurologically and electrically related to certain organs and certain parts of the body. If you research that, um, and before I go into this, 
The, the funny thing was with my patient who had the yeast, as we started cleaning up, her symptoms started to go away. One of the, the, two, the teeth that were infected with the yeast above the gums was really related to the spleen. And the spleen is a lymph organ. So those toxins were consistently affecting the electrical conductivity and affecting the nerve that's in that tooth. And those nerves are connected to the spleen. It is a really cool concept, and, um, and I'll go through the Chinese medicine pathways, but when we call them neurological tooth, there is the facial nerve and the nerves that go around the jaw, but the facial nerve has about 40 to 50,000 different types of nerve endings, and the, the, you know, the roots of the, the teeth are connected to nerves, and those are connected to your brain, and your brain's connected to organs, and so you start to have this connection uh, with bone structure in your mouth to organs, and so she had these spleen issues. And um, the spleen was basically becoming imbalanced or heavily tired because of the infection that was on the roots. So what I suspected was, okay, I looked at the neurological tooth chart. So I want you guys out there, whenever you have a chance, if you have a tooth that's always bleeding or the gum that's always bleeding or a tooth that consistently cracks or you have cavities in certain teeth or certain areas or they bleed all the time, look on the neurological tooth chart. Google it, research it, search it, and find out if that organ is related to some of the health symptoms that you may have or maybe your parents had. I had a cracked tooth. I never had any problems with cracked teeth, but I did have a cavity when I was a kid. I didn't take care of my teeth that well. And my tooth that it got cracked was had a, an old filling that finally cracked and it's related to the spleen. So the spleen and, and gallbladder in my family has given us many issues, but I had Lyme disease very badly and Epstein-Barr. So um, that spleen was overloaded with mono-like symptoms. And so that makes sense. And so as I clean out the spleen more, not only does it help out with the tooth, but getting the tooth cleaned around that area um, and making sure that the gum line is healthy, it also gives me the, op- uh, the option to keep that organ healthy. So the organ health relates to the tooth, the tooth health relates to the organ. So it's a back and forth issue. So with all that to say, one thing that I really, really appreciate is that whenever I see a biological dentist, any of my friends, many of my friends, um, our biological dentist, and I see their work, it just amazes me because when we see how a tooth can affect organ health, we start to understand that it, the sugars and the refined carbs and the starches and eating foods that could be, you know, have many things like parasites or bacteria or yeast or mold, when you start to see how that can build up in the gums and feed infect- infections, you start to see that that can prolong a problem. So the neurological tooth chart pattern, guys, let's review. Look at the chart, look at the teeth, see if the teeth are related to certain organs. See if that relates to any of the health symptoms you may have. Like, for instance, oh, this tooth up here on this side is related to the gallbladder. And I always have gallbladder issues. Will that tooth and that gum heal up after you get the gallbladder healed? Yes. Think of it being as backup. If you have an organ that's backed up, and not working well. In Chinese medicine, there's pathways, and we all talk about it here at the Institute. And those pathways are meridians. Now, the meridians will pass through and along certain pathways in the bodies, and those pathways are named after organs they pass near. So think of these small highways, and there's 12 highways connected end to end, and they travel on both sides of the body, 12 on this side, 12 on the left side. And so these areas that they pass through If you had an organ like the gallbladder that was infected and it backs up energy because there's a roadblock, there's an infection in the gallbladder or something like that, 
there's inflammation that backs up along that meridian pathway. The electrical flow stagnates and it backs up and creates inflammation along that particular highway. Now, it is amazing whenever the gallbladder gets fatigued, it will send a neurological signal too to the brain that the, the gallbladder is stalled and the brain picks up on it and says, what's going on? And now that can be related and then affect the tooth. The gallbladder meridian, basically in Chinese medicine, starts at the corner of the eye. It goes down towards the TMJ, wraps around the ear, goes back back up here to the top of the head and back down the neck. And that whole pathway can be basically, you know, hindered and, and, and uh, inflamed. You get headaches and migraines all along this pathway. But it'll also connect neurologically and electrically down to the tooth. So you start to, to work on the gallbladder. And you start to cleanse it by using philanthus. Like, I like philanthus. It's a great herb. It's a stone breaker. Start to help clean up the sludge in the gallbladder. And you'll start noticing if that tooth is bleeding or always irritated, always has cavities, it'll start to get better. All right? For another example is if a person has kidney issues. One of the biggest signs in Chinese medicine, if your teeth get gray or they get discolored or they're not white and pearly, it's because the kidneys are affected. The kidneys have to do with mineral balance in Chinese medicine. And in Western medicine, if your kidneys aren't working well, you won't absorb minerals very well. And so those minerals cannot get into your bones, in your arms, your legs, your feet, even your teeth. So that's a huge signal. The teeth are some of the earliest signals that things are going wrong or if there's imbalance. So you can go and work on the gallbladder or work on the kidneys, and you'll start to see those teeth issues start to resolve. And with those pathways, those meridians, if you look at it, there's a few that are really, really prominent. The stomach goes right down the cheek and down the throat. The large intestine starts on the corner of the nose and goes right down the side of the mouth. Uh, the small intestine goes down the side of the cheek, down the neck. The gallbladder, the bladder, they all go right down through the neck, but all these electrical pathways have small bridges, like bridges of, of electricity. And the health of the organ can determine the health of the tooth. And the health of the tooth can determine the health of the organ. Um, when, you start, when you study neurology and about the facial nerve and about all the neurological connections between the teeth and the brain and the rest of the body, it is quite overwhelming. Um, I think that uh, when I first started to study how teeth could be uh, connected by a nerve pathway to the rest of our uh, body, and that organ can then affect um, the musculature of certain parts of the body. So let me give you an example. Let's say the gallbladder is affected because you have an infection on the tooth. You had a weak gallbladder from your family genetic line. Weakens the tooth. You eat food. Food gets trapped up there. The food gets, starts to get eaten up by bad bacteria. Bad bacteria start to overwhelm and start to create endotoxins. The endotoxins start to seep into the bloodstream. Um, you start to have uh, worse problems with your gallbladder because of the neurological and electrical uh, connection. The gallbladder and kinesiology is very much related to the anterior deltoids, the neck, the upper traps, and also the knees. So you start to see that people start to have shoulder issues and knee issues and even neck issues and hot chronic migraines, all because they had a genetic line that had a weak gallbladder. But then the infections build up, so you have to go in and clean out the infections. Uh, let's even go further. If you had pockets that were cut open, who didn't have their wisdom teeth pulled out? I did. I had four of them. I had nine teeth pulled out because my, te my mouth was so small because I didn't have proper mineralization when I was a kid. I have MTHFR, so uh, my palate was very narrow so that it spread it. You have to get a mouth spreader, right? Well, when you have that issue, you start to see that, um, that neurological tooth issue. Uh, the, the problems with uh, the gallbladder and the kidneys, if you can clean that tooth out, if you can get that thing resolved, you'll start to see that you can get proper mineralization and you can start to get those areas healed up because when you have a, a wisdom tooth pulled out, 
I'm sorry, I went backtrack. The wisdom tooth. The wisdom tooth area that got cut out, the health of organs, your gallbladder and your kidney, can then affect the area where you got the wisdom tooth cut out. That's what I was trying to say. The wisdom tooth gets cut out, and you can have these pockets get filled up with infections, right? And that's what happened to me. And so the infections peeled up into the tooth or in the gum line, and, you know, they leave the pockets open. So you're eating food all the time, and things get stuck down there. And then let's say you ate something with parasites because, you know, you eat vegetables and fruits and meats that have parasites, and those parasites are in your mouth, and you're chewing them up. And let's say they slip your, um, your immune system, and they get down to the crevices, and they start to reproduce, and they start to give small larvae and eggs. And I've seen pictures of it. Maybe you guys have seen it. I'm not trying to be gross, but there are pictures, plenty of pictures of uh, small parasites and bacterial pus balls and things like that and gangrene underneath teeth. These areas can eventually lead to the pockets leading to cavitations. Um, if you guys have heard of cavitations, cavitations are exactly what they sound like. They're actually cavities um, within your jawbone, like a cavity in the tooth, and they grow and they have pockets of infection. You can see them with x-rays and more with CAT scans. And um, these infections build up so much within the bone that they again seep all the endotoxins. Endotoxins being internal toxins from infections. So you can have these things being created by, you know, um, it could be coming from mold, yeast, bacteria. Um, it could come from a fungus. It can come from parasites too. So the biggest thing we have to make sure is that whenever we start to clean out these infections, that you make sure that you have a good dentist or a good biological dentist or just a good holistic-minded dentist and, or an oral uh, technician that can really go in there and uh, see what kind of infection could be causing the problem. Many times they do not, they don't go in and uh, culture the infections. But if you've ever had, uh, you know, if you've ever had a wisdom tooth cut out, if you've had these open pockets, if you've ever had a bleeding gum, I mean, it's good to find a dentist that could, uh, you know, do their best because there are tests now that actually you can uh, spit into uh, or you have your saliva test and it'll tell you what kind of oral bacteria you have going on. That's another option. And it can tell you if there is uh, really bad parasites in there. I've seen some really good ones. Now, I can't remember the exact name. I know there's a couple of docs in Nashville that have it, but oh goodness, I can't remember, guys. But research um, oral, oral testing saliva for bacteria. And it's good stuff. It's good stuff. And whenever you start to see the connection pieces, um, you'll say, okay, this area has been bothered. This organ's going crazy. I've got this test done. And now what do we do? Well, the oral area and the brain is very hard to actually get um, a lot of um, vitamins and minerals in if they're not really in the forms of really clean products or like uh, liquids. Now, I give patients um, a lot of, um, I get them herbals, and I test them with kinesiology and some electrodermal screening. I test them to see which type of herbals um, through Chinese medicine would actually help heal the meridian and strengthen the meridian where the tooth is near, and also to which uh, bacteria that I suspect is going on, like strep or clostridium or staph, because those get there. If it's parasites, I still use uh, antimicrobials that are very uh, wide-ranged and broad-ranged broad-ranged antimicrobial herbs to help with the system. If you get the right herb into the digestive system and it breaks apart easily and goes into the bloodstream, that bloodstream will pass on that herbal and the effects of the terpenes and the good phytochemicals up into the gums to clean them out. So I hope I'm not going all over the place, guys. I hope you're following me on this podcast because I don't want to ever get to where I'm like, um, you know, just babbling. But these toxins, though, when you start taking the herbs, you'll start to notice that the gums get better, you start to heal better, the organ starts to feel better. But it shows you that the toxins can go very fast and very far spread. So if you can imagine if you had a wisdom tooth cut out or if you had an old tooth or a root canal, you know, I'm not going on root canals and trying to 
make anybody feel bad if they had a root canal. Root canal is where the root goes dead, and so they drilled down into it. And when you drill down into it, they found that the the area around the root can be infected. And that's why they say root canals can be, you know, harsh on the body because the infections around the root. And so we got to get to the point where you clean out the root or keep it clean because if the root canal stay in there and there's an infection just festering, it can keep dumping the toxins down. Um, some people get their wisdom tooth removed. There are good things like ceramic implants now, uh, not just titanium or metallic because many people have allergies to titanium and mercury. But there are new alternatives. Um, a good friend of mine, Dr. Tom Lokensgard, he's in Nashville or Franklin area, and uh, Kelly Blodgett, he's out of uh, Portland. They have great um, information. Uh, check them out, Lokensgard and Blodgett. They are great doctors, great dentists, and they can really help out um, with the infections uh, and give you good uh, in, uh, information because I know like some of my friends go out there and go uh, see them all the way up to Portland, and uh, a lot of people flying to see my friend Tom, Dr. Tom. But, you know, you have a root canal, and the root canals can be infection. Some root canals don't show infection. You know, if you get the right, right, right scanning, some people get the implants done. They just don't want to have, they just don't want to have the problem of having that infection spread. So if you've ever had this issue, you've had, um, you know, a root canal or open pockets or bleeding gums, please look into the neurological tooth chart. Look into maybe finding a biological dentist or a dentist that does uh, screening or electrical, um, they do cat scans around the teeth. I know people are afraid of radiation about like through a CAT scan, but it's always good to find out if there's an infection going on underneath the gum if you're at your wit's end. Also, too, the electrical activity of the tooth would be great, and that electrical activity can actually tell you if this tooth is dying or the tooth is very imbalanced, and then see if the infections can be removed and cleansed. So let's go back to the herbs. Um, I know many people out there go, goodness gracious, you know, I've had that. I had mercury fillings. You know, when you have mercury fillings, mercury fillings are really bad because what mercury does is it has a half-life. What people say, why is mercury so bad? Well, it's poisonous because mercury can attach to receptor sites on your cells, and the metals are attached to the receptor sites. And think of receptor sites as little key slots. And those receptor sites are there to help you absorb nutrients, vitamins, minerals, and herbs. Now, when it gets absorbed onto the actual receptor site, think of a key slot, okay, guys? And that metal attaches perfectly, like here, here it goes, like that. And then your nutrients can't get into the receptor site. It can't make its way into the cell. So then you start to have the mercury poisoning. So mercury in itself, that's why it's so bad. And some people can't detox mercury very well. Genetically, certain uh, metals are detoxified better by certain people than others. Genetically different. Like my body type, I don't get rid of aluminum very well. Whereas I get rid of mercury pretty decently. Whereas people who are estrogen body types can't get rid of mercury very well. And that's another whole story and symptom we can go through in another uh, podcast. But I would like to say this, though, that whenever you start to see like metals in the mouth and fillings, you get those removed, you're actually helping your body's mitochondrial, um, mitochondria to be raised to actually help like with energy production, which would help the, the strength of the tooth and, and help with the whole area in the tooth and the gums, which would strengthen up the organs and help your overall health. So it's really important to try to get like the metals out of your teeth as much as you can to get the root canals checked. Um, to see if there's any infections in the gums, and see if there's any open pockets or cavitations within the jawline. So that's the issue. That's, I hate to say the enemy, but that's the thing that goes on. And then the next part would be, okay, what do I do about it? Well, I usually find that there's certain types of um, herbs that I like. I love a golden thread, um, which is Chinese coptis. I like that a lot. I like using um, a product called Oral Defense. Um, it's a, an essential oil by Supreme Nutrition Products. It's a really great product. It really does help out with the gum lining and cleaning of the gums. And, um, but I say Chinese coptis. I love Ayurvedic herbs such as neem. You guys will hear me repeat these because they work so well. 
I also like Chinese Isatis. Chinese Isatis, uh, Isatis, I-S-A-T-I-S. Um, and I love um, also too uh, Andrographis. Andrographis is a great immune builder. These are just simple. Remember Chinese Coptis, Chinese Isatis, Neem, and uh, Andrographis. Now there's other ones like people like Astragalus. I like that as well. But these are some of the big ones that I find that really, really work well with help cleansing the body and helping the teeth. Now there's many antimicrobials. Every herb in itself help cleanse. And each person is so different when they come in. I can test for one person to help their oral cavity get cleansed be totally different than their children. But the, look into these four. Look into these herbs and um, even research and find out even through a few of the great, I have really good product lines. But I say, look into Chinese medicine herbs and see which ones help with antimicrobial and see if they resonate with you. And even ask your dentist or your biological dentist about which ones help. I like doing hydrogen food grade, hydrogen peroxide rinses, 3% hydrogen uh, uh, peroxide. I, I even do, um, at times I've done uh, uh, MCT pulling. I like oil pulling. I like when you use coconut oil. And if you get a really pure grade MCT oil, it has a lot of arachidonic acid in it. And the acids and caprylic, caprylic acids, I'm sorry, caprylic acid um, in there. There's many acids in, in coconut. I mean, it, the healing effects of coconut oil, MCT oil is crazy. I used to do that too. Whenever I had really, um, when I was really fighting Lyme off, I would rinse my mouth out. Uh, with oil every day and it started getting sore because those acids were killing off all the infections in my gums. I was getting little sores like little like viral uh, cold sores in the mouth because I realized they were hiding and a a rinse I would say I wouldn't suggest that you do uh, coconut every single day maybe every other day and hydrogen peroxide is also another option to keep the teeth cleansed. Now whenever I have a gum line issue I really go in there with the, the coconut oil and do at least three to four times a week and let it clean it up and it'll get your teeth whiter too. Um, these are good options. And um, so if you, you look in these herbs, you look into oil pulling, you look into hydrogen peroxide. And, um, you know, I've also seen people use um, ozone. People use ozone, especially whenever the gum line's really infected. So the ozone can be injected or can be placed in near the root to help heal the gum line up to keep the tooth safe and to heal the tooth. I'm not saying I'm a dental expert, um, but in traditional Chinese medicine, I would say those, the oral health would help the health of the organ and vice versa. So look at that neurological chart and see if you find even the frontal teeth, like the kidneys or such, and then look into it and ask your acupuncturist, do I have a chronically weak organ? If you do, go to the tooth chart and see, because you need to start cleaning that tooth and that gum line out. Oral health is so, so important. Um, that's why people have plaque. Some people say, well, you must have the saliva or you must have the uh, problem with the saliva in your mouth that gives you high plaque in those areas, but it also could be the the infections built up because of the organ weakness. So root canals, cavitations, metals in the mouth. Um, if you've had any type of bleeding gums, get those things checked out. See if there's any scans that could see if there's anything up in the root line. Because really, guys, I'm telling you, there is lots of relationships between chronic disease and chronic health problems with the infections in the mouth. If you think about it, the toxins are consistently always just hanging around uh, the roots and just pouring into your bloodstream. What are you doing? You're getting a heightened amount of antibody reaction, a heightened amount of cytokine storm. So you're getting all these antibodies running around and then you get these things going through your body and what happens is that you start to have infections and inflammation all over the body where everything you eat starts to make you go into an allergic reaction. That's the next step. When the infections are in here and they pour their toxins down and makes your throat close up, gets into your stomach, your stomach gets weak, they call it rebellious stomach chi. And so if you think about that line that goes right down here into the throat, it goes into the stomach, the stomach gets weakened, the hormones aren't released uh, properly to help tell the stomach to release acids. Those endotoxins get in there and the stomach gets sick and goes, I don't want that. So you feel nauseous and it starts to want to push things back up. And that is a big problem because then you don't absorb your food very well. 
that in turn, though, starts to create that uh, an issue where you can get leaky gut. Uh, leaky gut can be a problem, too, because the stomach starts to get so weakened and the stomach gets so tired that you don't absorb and you get malabsorption. Um, those are just some of the small things that can happen just from the toxin overload that goes into the stomach. You'll start getting allergies to everything. People say, well, oh, I used to be able to eat this, this, and this, and all of a sudden I can't eat any of it. Because when you have malabsorption, you start to build up biofilms, and then the, the, uh, the foods can be partially digested going into the bloodstream, and you already have bacterial toxins going on, so you have a heightened amount of antibodies running around your blood trying to find these, these toxins and get rid of them and find these bacteria, but then you just put these undigested food particles, and it goes, oh, that's an enemy too. So you start to get, um, you'll start to have like all the infections causing a problem. Like, you know, I've got, I've got all these, uh, I've got more uh, allergy symptoms than I've ever had. So if you start to see that, if you get allergy testing and you start to see, man, my allergy testing is so high, look into your gums. It is such an important uh, problem uh, to really analyze and identify and to clean out. And when you start to get those things cleaned out, uh, you can do uh, different those techniques I just talked about. Research these things, guys. And if you have any questions, you can look at Kelly Blodgett, Dr. Blodgett. You can look at Dr. Tom Logansgaard information. Nunley's down in uh, Austin. There's a lot of good doctors and dentists out there that can do these things to help you out. So please know that this is something that is very important. This is something that should not be overlooked. Look at that neurological tooth chart. Look at the meridian system that is around the face and see if these things identify with you. Okay. That aspect, we know what herbs we can put in there. We know what we can do to clean them out. And uh, look into essential oils to rub on the gums, like clove and, uh, and myrrh. And sometimes people use thyme, even though it's a hot oil, um, even oregano. But remember, you can use a carrier oil as well. Um, I really like oil pulling. It really does help really, uh, really well. So I hope this, uh, this podcast really helps you guys to uh, look into it, to identify gum health. And if you have infections, if you have chronic infections that don't go away, if you've done everything, and you don't know why you still have lightheadedness or brain fog or memory issues. If you have sinuses that keep getting stuffed up, there could be plaquing in the sinuses or could be in the eustachian tubes, but it doesn't seem to go away. Please get your teeth checked, okay? Guys, I hope this is a good podcast for you. I hope you learned a lot. And if you guys have any questions, please uh, shoot us a, a message. Check us out on at the Health Institute. Uh, again, I'm Dr. Motley, and, um, and Courtney um, sends her love. And so we're going to have even more podcasts coming out. And I just appreciate everybody out there I'm sending such great messages. We want to be able to give a well-rounded education platform where we can see uh, people with their not only just like health in one area, but in all areas, okay? So guys, let us know if you have any more questions. We can do another podcast on oral health. Uh, I didn't want to overload you, but I just hope this was, uh, was informative. All right, guys, have a blessed day. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye.